The poor people of Loreto in Baja California have been hit hard by the COVID-19 virus shutdown, and they need food. Friendship with God is delivering food directly to their homes. Go to www.friendshipwithgod.org and look for the Loreto Need banner to donate or call 619-599-1104. God bless you. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Hello, and I'd like to welcome you again as we continue in our study in the book of Exodus. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much that you are a God that's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Lord, you are, you are the God who wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And so, Lord, we pray that you would, Lord, take away any reservation that we have in coming to you and let us, through the scriptures, understand how much you welcome us and come to you, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, now, please follow along here in the text as I read, starting in Exodus 3. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name, and what shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, what we see here in verse 14 is that God told Moses that he was to tell the Jewish people something very, very specific, and that was who it was that was sending Moses. And he was to explain to the Jewish people that his name was I Am. And so in verse 14, what we see God doing is being very careful to make sure Moses got it right. 
and to make sure that Moses communicated it right. He didn't just say to Moses, Moses, now you just kind of freehand it out there and you just, you just tell him whatever you think is on your heart, whatever you think is right. No, 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 no. God actually gave him the words to say to make sure that they understood what God's name was. And so God told Moses that you are to say, Moses, I am have sent you. Moses, it doesn't matter whether you understand all of what's involved in that name I am. Just tell him that. Just do the job. Tell him what I say. I say, I am has sent me unto you. So Moses was to do that, and God did not want Moses to deviate in any way. Because when we look at it from God's point of view in this passage here, there are three points that are very, very important that God wants to communicate to the people. Number one, that Moses was not just somebody who woke up one day and said, you know what, I think I'll go down and deliver the Jewish people like I tried to before. No, this time was different because God wanted them to understand and Moses to communicate this to them that Moses was being sent, and that's the word, sent by God. Not just it was in his heart to do, but Moses was being sent by God. And the second thing is that God wanted them to understand that the name of the sender, the name of God is I am the eternal one, the one who has existed in eternity past, the one who will exist in eternity future. I am, and it brings to mind the eternity of God. And the third point that Moses was to communicate, it was very important for God that he did this right, was that Moses was to communicate to them that he was being sent by God directly to the Jewish people. It wasn't just to go out to anybody that he met along the way, but it was directly to the Jewish people. This was a personal letter, so to speak, to the Jewish people, and Moses was to convey the contents of the letter from God to them. And so what we see in verse 15 is God continuing to be very careful to make sure that Moses got it right, to make sure that Moses clarified accurately who God was to Israel. And so that's the subject here. And we wanna talk about what we're gonna discuss today. It's the subject of who is God? What could be more important than to understand who is our creator? Who is our maker? Who is the one who gives us every beat of our heart? Who is the one who gives us breath? Who is he? And that's what we want to understand here, and that's what God wanted the Jewish people to understand. Very important that God was, was telling Moses that he was being sent by God, and then he said that he was to tell him that the one sending him was the Lord God of their fathers. That's what he was to say the Lord God of their fathers. Now, literally, when we break that down in the Hebrew, it's, it's, it's those words the, that when you put vowels in, you could come up with Yehovah, or we say Jehovah, Jehovah and Elohim. So Lord God is Jehovah Elohim. So Moses was to tell Israel, to tell the Jewish people, Jehovah Elohim is sending me to you. Now that's an interesting term because 
It's two words. It's, it's Jehovah, which is singular, and Elohim, which is plural. So Elohim, which we've looked at before, that speaks of the Godhead of the three persons of God, or the triunity of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, not by contrast, but in particular, Jehovah speaks of one person within that trinity of the Godhead. That's the person who is communicating for the Godhead. That is the speaker for the Elohim, and that is God the Son. That's why we call him, as we've been studying here in Exodus, Jehovah Jesus. So what verse 15 is saying is that Jehovah Jesus of the Elohim Godhead was the one who was sending Moses. So what verse 15 is really saying to us is that Jehovah God, the son of Elohim, the son of the God, this God the son in the Elohim Godhead, he's the one who's sending Moses. That's the one. So to summarize this, we must never look at, a, at words which we see in verse 15 where it says the Lord God and just say, well, it's repetitious. No, it's not repetitious, it's clarifying. It's clarifying and so we have to look at it and look at it and see the clarification, the Lord God and see the Hebrew words in there and understand that the message is the Lord God is Jehovah Elohim. The Lord God is the Jehovah person of the, of the three persons of the Elohim Godhead. The Lord God is God the son of the three persons of the Elohim Godhead. The Lord God is identified for us and we know him from the New Testament as the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's what is so interesting here. And so from the title, right off the bat, of for God in verse 15, we understand that it's the Lord Jesus Christ who was sending Moses to the Jewish people. So this chapter of the calling of Moses, which is really the foundational chapter for the book of Exodus, from this chapter of the calling and sending of Moses, all the book of, of Exodus, it just blossoms out from this chapter. All the book of Exodus is really the result of this calling and the sending of Moses. Without the calling and the sending of Moses, there is no Exodus from Egypt. There is no history in Exodus. But it all starts from this calling here. And from this chapter, the whole rest of the book will be just one giant. And the Lord said unto Moses, and Moses said unto Israel, X, Y, Z. Why did, why did Moses say X, Y, Z? Because in this chapter, Moses is called and sent by, to Israel by the Lord God, Jehovah Jesus. And so how could Moses with authority, how could he have this authority? I mean, the, the chutzpah of it, the gall of Moses to come in there and to demand that Israel should follow what he say. Where's his authority? As the enemies of the Lord Jesus Christ had challenged him, by what authority doest thou these things? Well, what's the answer to the question? And that was the question which, was, which, which Moses was challenged on. And we'll see that later on. Because in this chapter, God was calling Moses. God was sending Moses. And the authority to, for Israel to follow what Moses said sprang 
from the fact that it's Jehovah Jesus who is of the, of the Elohim Godhead who's calling and sending him. Now, when we see this, this really makes the whole book change for us. It makes it transform for us because from here on out, when we see the term the Lord God, we don't just see, okay, well, the Lord, you know, the authoritative one, God. No, we don't see it that way. We see the Lord Jesus Christ now as the caller and the sender of Moses. And so from here on out, the Lord God means that we see the authority by which Moses spoke, and, and that authority came from the Lord Jesus Christ. So from here on out, when we see the Lord God, we see Moses was coming to Israel in Jesus' name. And so from here on out, the title of the Lord God makes everything change for us in the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus is not just some old, dusty, historical piece of parchment that maybe had some, that had some relevance thousands of years ago. We're reading history and we're falling asleep. It's not that at all, because we see that in the book of Exodus, it's all about our Savior. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. So everything now changes in the book of Exodus because of this term, the Lord God, which we've seen in the past here. In John 5:39, the Lord Jesus Christ gave us a directive for how we are to study the scriptures. And at that time, the scriptures were the Old Testament scriptures. And what he said is so vitally important for us to get our arms around. He said, search the scriptures, meaning the Old Testament scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So because the book of Exodus is part of what he was talking about, we could restate that verse in John 5:39 to read, search the book of Exodus, for in the book of Exodus you think you have eternal life, and they, and the book of Exodus itself is that which testifies of me. So by seeing in verse 15 that the Lord God refers to the Lord Jesus Christ, that's made the book of Exodus very, very different for us. Because now we see it's our Savior. It's the one who saved us from going to hell by dying for our sins. It's the one who we pray to all the time. It's the one who we confess our sins to for daily cleansing. He is the one who we depend on daily so that through him we can do all things. He is the one we worship as God. He is the one who is our life. He is the one who is sending, who is calling and sending Moses to Israel. He's the one behind the book of Exodus. And we saw all that from that simple title in verse 15, the Lord God. And that term just stuns us into a realization that the book of Exodus is all about him. It's never be the same after that. The book, the sending of Moses was by the Lord God, Jehovah of Elohim, very important to us. Now, because it is showing us that the three persons of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that there's one person who steps out, so to speak, and speaks to man. That's God the Son, that's Jehovah, that's the Lord God, that's the Jehovah of the Elohim. So he, God the Son, or the Jehovah, is the one who is coming out, and he's speaking with us. That, the, the fact that he's speaking with us is why he is called this name in John 1.1, which is so important when it says this, in the beginning was the Word. 
And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The term, the Word, the Word. What does Word mean? We know what Word means. Word, we read words. We communicate by words. When we don't understand a word, we go to the dictionary to find out what it means because word is the medium, it's the method, it's the way of communication. So the term word means communication. I'm communicating to you right now through words. You understand what I'm saying through my words. The term, why? Because the term word, speaking of all words, words means communication. So of the three in the Godhead, in the Elohim Godhead, it's the one, God the Son, or Jehovah, who communicates for God to man. That's why he said in Matthew eleven twenty-seven, 27, all things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him or will disclose him or will communicate him. That's why he's called the Word. John 1.18, he says, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. How does a person declare? Through words. How does a person proclaim? Through words. How does a person communicate? Through words. He's the word. And so when, we, so when he came here to earth as a man, he spoke more directly to the people than he had in the past. And that's why in Hebrews 1, the, big, the book begins in Hebrews 1, 1, say, explaining to us that God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds. So this is the great knowledge that we get from these, these three words, the Lord God, it's Jehovah, it's Jehovah Jesus, it's Jehovah God the Son of the Elohim. He's the one referred to in verse 15, as, and, and it brings out this meaning when he says, the Lord God of your fathers. That means that it was Jehovah, or God the Son, or Jehovah Jesus, of the Elohim that was the God of Abraham. That means that it was Jehovah, or God the Son of, uh, of the Elohim, that was the God of Isaac. That means that it was Jehovah, or God the Son of the Elohim, that was the God of Jacob. And so that just makes everything come alive in a new way, because then we can say, oh, it was the Lord Jesus Christ who was Abraham's God, and he's my God. Oh, it was the Lord Jesus Christ who was Isaac's God, and he's my God. Oh, it was the Lord Jesus Christ who was Jacob's God, and he's my God. So as far as verse 15 goes, we can say it was the Lord Jesus Christ who was Moses' God and my God. Now, in verse 15, we see that God told Moses that he was to tell the Jewish people that he had chosen a name. This is a momentous thing. God says he's chosen a name, he's chosen a name here. Now, when you think about that, choosing a name, uh, for the most part, we don't get to choose our name. At birth, we're given a name by our parents, that's our name. Usually, parents choose a name for their child based on how they want the child to be, to come out. So our son and his wife, 
they chose the name Grace for their daughter because wanted, they wanted their daughter to be gracious. So they chose the name Grace. Okay, my wife and I, we chose the name David for our son because we wanted our son to be loved, as the word David means, beloved. And at the time that a parent chooses a name, he's really projecting a vision for how he wants or how they want their child to be. So at the choosing of a name, parents are really expressing a hope. You know, we hope that the child becomes gracious. So we name her Grace. And they're really describing how they want the child to become. It's a really a solemn thing to choose a name because that's how they want the person to, to, to turn out. So they're gonna say you all the time, you're gonna be called this because that's the way we want you to be. Some people don't like the name that was given to them at birth, and so they change it. But most of us have the name that, we're, that was given to us, and we don't change it. But here in verse 15, we see that God has chosen a name for himself. And with the choosing of this name, God is saying, this is how I am. I want you to call me this name because this describes who I am. So this is a great thing. So what we have in here in verse 15 is God choosing a name for himself, but it's really, it's God opening up his heart to us. It's God disclosing himself to us. It's giving us the opportunity to know God when he tells us what his name is. And he tells us that his name that he's chosen for himself, and so what he's really doing is he's saying, I want you to learn about me. I want you to know me, so I'm gonna tell you the name that I have chosen for myself. This is the name that I've chosen for myself. Now, we would have thought that, you know, that maybe God would have chosen some great, lofty name for himself. Maybe God would have chosen for himself the name the king of the universe or the creator of all things or the Lord of all, I mean, those are nice, lofty names, very nice. They speak about God in his grandeur, they speak about God in his great power, they speak about God in his authority, and, and those are names for God. But here, in verse 15, we don't see God saying, my name is the king of the universe, and don't any one of you let ever forget it. We don't see him doing that. But the name of God that he has chosen for us is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I mean, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, these aren't people who are in a vacuum. We have a history about them in the book of Genesis, and they were sinners. They were mere sinners. They were weak. They were needy men. And so when we hear God say that his name is gonna be associated with these men, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we feel like rushing into God and saying, wait, 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 Lord, just a minute, if you don't mind, let me just give you at least my opinion on this, Lord. Lord, this is a little hasty to make your name to be associated with those men. I mean, I like, there's nothing wrong, I don't like, I like Abraham, I like Isaac, I like Jacob, what's not to like? But for you to make your name, you're God, and for you to make your name associated with those needy men, that's, you're too big for that. 
You're just, you're far above those men. You don't really want your name to be the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Lord, maybe you'd like to just reconsider, just think it over, and maybe substitute that name instead of being so specific with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because we know their particular shortcomings, falls, sins, whatever you want to call it. Lord, why don't you just call yourself the God of all men? That'd be better, don't you think, God? Just be better. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. The poor people of Loreto in Baja California have been hit hard by the COVID-19 virus shutdown, and they need food. Friendship with God is delivering food directly to their homes. Go to www.friendshipwithgod.org and look for the Loreto Need banner to donate or call 619 599 1104. God bless you.